Good morning. Welcome into Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. I'm Chris Yao. Scott Stewart is standing by in Pulaski with more from the Pulaski Citizen. But we appreciate you guys being with us here in Southern Middle Tennessee. If you're watching this show and you are not from Southern Middle Tennessee, we'd love to have you come visit us in Spring Hill, Columbia, Mount Pleasant, Pulaski, or even Linville. Come on down. We'd love to have you. Right now, we're going to tell you a little bit about what's going on in our communities on The Wrap. On the front page of this week's Main Street Murray, you can find a lot of great things, but we'll start with hard news. The local charter school application that was denied by the Murray County School Board uh, was taken up by the State Commission here locally last week. You can find a uh, report on what happened at that meeting. You can also find uh, information about an event coming up this Sunday right here in Columbia at the Mule House where we're going to kiss breast cancer goodbye. Tanya Tucker is going to be in town and it's going to be an exciting, exciting event. Hope that you will check that out. Also on the front page down in Mount Pleasant, they are getting a brand new terminal for the Murray County Airport. It's going to be a huge, huge thing. And there's a report in Main Street Murray about what to expect there. Up in Spring Hill, uh, the urban growth boundary has been a topic of discussion, a very hot and debated topic over the last couple of months, but a compromise has been reached and you can find out more about it in Main Street Murray, as well as on the front page, Miles Johnson, the namesake of Miles Johnson Parkway up in Spring Hill, died last week and there is a, a story and tribute to him on the front page of the paper as well. Plenty more as well inside of Main Street Murray. Right now, I'm going to send you down to Pulaski where Scott Stewart has the wrap from the Pulaski Citizen. Hey everybody, it's Scott Stewart with Pulaski Citizen, and this is the wrap for this week. First of all, coming up here on Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee, you got our third segment with State Representative Clay Doggett, the interview I did with him, and the fourth and final segment on the interview that I did with Pulaski Mayor J.J. Brindley. Also, don't forget that next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m., right across the street here, we're going to be at Star Theater, and we're going to be celebrating the first ever Pulaski Citizen Main Street Media Awards. And that's going to be going on right across the street. If you haven't already got your reservations to be there next Tuesday at 8 o'clock, make sure you call up here and get yourself a reservation. It's going to be a great morning. Uh, this week in the Pulaski Citizen on the front page there, Dwayne Skeet is our citizen spotlight. and He's top and center right there on our front page. The Giles County Commission met last week, and among other things, they passed a policy to govern the use of the courthouse grounds. Saturday is the 6th Annual Touch-A-Truck event, which is going on right here on the Pulaski Square. County government continues to wrestle or struggle with how to view and handle the Giles County Agri-Park. It's been a long-going discussion, and it continued last week. Also on the front page, the Pulaski Planning Commission is considering or starting to discuss a citywide sign ordinance. It's also Realtors Ads Week this week in the Pulaski Citizen, so find out what's on page A2. Giles Pass features Rose Hill this week, and we add another $100 to the Fearless Forecasters pot. As always, we have obituaries, court docket, property transfers, and so much more in the Pulaski Citizen. Pick up your copy today. We'll be right back after this. Having a good, confident smile and being able to 
portray that positivity to others is really helpful. A professional family atmosphere is what we get every time we come here. Our hygienists do a better job at kind of assessing mouths and coming up with plans than most dentists do. They're very kind and they're very aware of other people. I think if there's things that I would want you to leave here with, I want you to feel like you were heard, that we listened to you, and I want you to feel like that your concerns were addressed. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Scott Stewart here with Mayor J.J. Brindley, and Mayor, we uh, wanted to talk a little bit about what the city has been up to. Of course, of course, you brought the Abertain building, and we're going to break a little bit of news. If you hadn't read the newspaper, you'll you'll find out that the city is looking to buy another building here in town. So. Yes, sir. We, uh, as you talk about the Abertain properties, we uh, uh, we're very excited. We're going to be uh, demoing that soon, and that's across from the uh, Little League ballpark yeah. over there behind uh, McDonald's in that area, and that's a, a large track. But the, uh, the city, we also have had our eye on the old Merco property, um, and that, for people that don't know, it's across from the high school. Um, it's uh, a no, uh, I believe it used to be no shoe factory uh, yep. too at one time, but uh, it was the uh, Genesco building. Yes, and uh, uh, the city had their eye on there, and I've been negotiating with them now for some time, and uh, we struck a deal uh, just this week, and uh, the city will be purchasing um, uh, the Merco property. Right. And uh, we're extremely excited about that. That's four, I believe it's 4.8 acres in the city limits. Uh, so it was a big win for us all. We were uh, very excited to be able to land that news. Uh, you know, the what our, our plans are right now, um, don't know 100%. We have a lot of ideas, but I know where else you're going to get almost five acres right here in the city. And we need parking uh, for the uh, uh, Sam Davis uh, uh, field. We also, you know, maybe we look at making the the putting their, a new rec center there. Yeah. Maybe we look at doing. Uh, we're open to so many. We're not. We're not strapped now on land, and we can't do anything. Right. We have to start looking at for our kids and the next generation what we can do to offer. And there's one thing that I, I'm really excited to do here. We will do this this year. Is I want to hold a town hall meeting one night, yeah. and I would love to have the participation of people to come in and to say what they would like to see, uh, especially after we get these buildings down and right. you can really get a, a, a good lay of the land. But let's have everybody just um, you know say they want to see a multi-complex um, sports complex or they want to see um, a pickleball courts. Uh, they want to see a new uh, event, uh, center. An event center, yeah. things like that. We let's all uh, um, you know. Let's look at this and come up with an idea together for everybody. And yeah. and let's and let's just see uh, what we can do. So you know, now we've got we're we're able to make some deals and and really get get outside the box. Yeah, it, you know, of course, that you get possibilities with those buildings that you wouldn't have because obviously, if without without the ownership of them, you can't do. Anything mm -hmm. there. Plus, you, like you say, you get those down. 
nothing, uh, you know, th that Genesco building served a major purpose for this community yes. for years. Even all the way up until Marco just recently moved it, moved mm -hmm. out to the Industrial Park South, it was still a working factory. Mm -hmm. But it's time for that building to go and get a clean slate there, like you said, for people. And the same thing yeah. with Abertain. Yeah. It served this community well, the building did. And, yeah. and, and, and But now it's time to get those get those down and, and like I said, get a clean slate to work with. Yeah, and I'm all about historical uh, yeah. construction, saving anything that we can, but these, these buildings right here are, are way too far gone. Uh, uh, to uh, Abertain, you can walk in and touch the ceiling. The ceiling heights are low, and it's, uh, uh, so we're really looking forward to that and cleaning it up. You yeah, know, and yes, that, bring, yeah. that brings up, when you say that, such a, uh, a big uh, point, you know. We uh, even our local, uh, our our own properties, our water department, um, uh, our our gas department, everywhere. We're our warehouses. We're pressure washing them ourselves. Uh, you yeah. know, if we got an extra time that day, let's pressure wash them. Uh, it's um, you know they're center block building, so it's it's not that hard to put a coat of paint on them. So we've had uh, our guys have been great. We have some of the best workers uh, around, and uh, we the city's number one asset is the employees. But they have really uh, took a initiative to really clean these buildings up. Uh, we've got a long ways to go on several things, but we're, you know, if it's uh, um, dead shrubs in front of a, uh, one of our buildings or whatnot, we're pulling them up. Get them up. Uh, and we're, we're just cleaning it up. And you'll see on, uh, you know, our public uh, uh, works department, our, uh, the recreation center, man, all they do, you, you just wouldn't uh, know. I didn't know no, until no. I stepped into this. But um, uh, met with Mr. Rose, uh, met with meet with him a lot. But we we uh, he anything down First Street uh, right through there, we pulled up anything dead. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we have plans to replant, but we want to make sure and get the right. Uh, we we want to. You don't want to just plant things to plant. Want to make sure it's right. Well, uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's coming up, JJ. I mean, we've we there's been a lot to go on. You've been like you say, you've kind of been drinking from a fire hose. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, what what we can look forward to coming up through the end of this year and maybe going into next year. Yeah, uh, well, again, you know, we're excited about the um, the job opportunities that we're right. we're trying to create with spec buildings. You know, nothing happens overnight, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, that's one thing that I'm used to being able to uh, make some things happen a little quicker. And being in city government, that doesn't happen. Uh, government uh, uh, it, it, it does not happen. We are um, we're meeting with a lot of people uh, trying. Uh, uh, desperately to make our town square thrive even more. We have a great uh, we have a great square, but there's uh, there's a lot of talk of uh, several um, uh, possibilities that are fixing to happen that I can't go into too much, but uh, uh, that is really going to affect our square um, uh, tremendously. Uh, right. uh, the projects that we have coming up, we talked about the sidewalks and all that. Uh, we have a lot of uh, you know beautification uh, things that's going to help the city. Um, there um, uh, also today the planning commission approved 154 acres to be annexed into the city limits nice. so that's a big thing you know when you people start talking about homes wanting more housing you got to have the land you got to you got to be able to to do this and what we've got to do is start thinking outside the box and so uh, in the end of September, it's probably going to be more October. 
uh, we're getting our uh, camera and I are going to be getting our uh, everything together but we're going to have a, a developers meeting where we're going to reach out to the developers from okay. the Huntsville area, um, uh, Nashville area, local developers. Uh, we're going to be reaching out to, uh, to a lot of people to say hey look at coming to our town we want to we want to invite you in we want to make this an easy process but when when doing that annexing that 154 acres in then they see they have sites they know they can get city utilities to it now yeah so we're uh we're really excited about that and you know we want that to be what that'll be advertised in the paper yeah. that's going to be out um uh, a lot but we want people to come up with ideas and again i can't say enough positive uh feedback we we want to know we want to you know uh, can't help anything from the past starting forward here right. let's look and see what we can do what properties we can annex into the sea limits to help get uh, housing because uh, that is something that that we need when we're meeting with local industries and they ask for that we've got to deliver yes so we sir. do all right well thank you again jj and uh we appreciate your time and we'll be back right after this thank you thanks man Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's, it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Hey, welcome in everybody. I'm Scott Stewart, and I've got with me State Representative Clay Doggett. Uh, Clay, he is the uh, State Representative for Giles and Lawrence Counties. Welcome in, Clay. Hey, well, thank you so much. You're welcome, man. Hey, uh, we're doing this on the heels of the special session that came in, and, uh, and we'll try to get, like we were talking about before we could turn the camera on, uh, we will try to get together before you go in, kind of look at what's going on as y'all head into that session, come up, maybe talk to you again in December. Of course, you're always serving. I know you guys, like you said, you sent 27 days in session this year, plus the eight, so 35 total, right? Right. But you're always serving. It's, it's not like whenever you're not in session, everything stops. Um, what are you hearing from the people of Tennessee that's concerning everything that the state has done, even during your regular session, just or recently? What, what do you hear from people, especially people around here uh, in the places that you serve? Well, sure, yeah. So... Um, Safety and security is one of the big things yeah. that that people ask about. Uh, since I've been elected, that's one of that's been probably the the biggest thing is making sure that um, you know one you know criminals that that commit crimes they want to see they yeah. want to make sure it's followed through because you can you can turn the news on and see where in some areas that you know someone was was put out of uh, released from prison or jail or what have you and they've committed more crimes and so in, in some areas across our state people are afraid to go for walks at night they're afraid uh -huh. to take their their children out to to events and to go do things which is completely understandable and so that's one of the big things that people ask about is maintaining you know that that public safety and security uh, that we see just on a broad sense education is a big yeah. thing you know that we hear about um, you know, depending on the numbers that you've seen, you know, who does the studies, where we rank nationally in education. Uh, you know, my big thing that I've been advocating for since I've been there is to let teachers teach. They I have do. a whole lot on their plate. I mean, yeah. 
you go to college to be a teacher, and then you find out that you're you're administrating, uh, you're administrating, <laughs> you're, you're doing uh, counseling, you're doing all these, you know, even playing the the role of the parent a lot yeah. of times, which is really unfortunate because not only do teach are we expecting as parents, uh, as citizens, we're expecting our teachers to educate the children, but they're expected to do fulfill all these other roles right. and then to collect all this data and to yeah, talk and, about what you guys did over this during just during this year uh, yes yeah, so that. one of the things we did was we're moving towards um a statewide minimum yeah. pay salary yeah. and i think it's going to be 50 or 51 50,000 by 2026 i believe, I believe that's right, right. Yeah. that's the goal we're to get to and so uh, you know, you look at the states around us, like Alabama. You can go down to Alabama and and make more money as a school teacher there than you can starting yeah. here. Just from county to county, it varies. Yes, yeah, you know, a lot. so yeah. you'll have uh, one of the trends that I've heard from administrators talk about. You know, we lose uh, educators to Murray County. Well, Murray County says we're losing them to Williamson County, and Williamson County oh, yeah. says we're losing Williamson them to Davidson County. You know, and so it just and down Giles County, we're losing them in all yeah, directions. We're going in every direction, right. <laughs> right? So to try to yeah. find creative ways and solutions yeah. to keep educators, and you know, if you can keep, you know, that's the big goal is if you can recruit them and retain them. Right. Same thing that we see in law enforcement, but with educators if you can have that stability in your yeah. school system and you get these folks that are really really good at what they do and if you can keep them here then just think of the potential that you have for your children oh, and the community going forward and so you know there would i think about this all the time and i tell my kids about it because they you know they're all excited to go back to school and after the second day of school they're, they're, not, they're excited. not excited anymore <laughs> and you know why do i have to learn why do i have to do this you know and that's so good and i tell them you know what without teachers you know there wouldn't be oh man there wouldn't be any doctors there wouldn't be uh any nurses there wouldn't be a firefighter or police officers there wouldn't be anybody to pick your trash up uh there no. wouldn't you know there wouldn't be anybody out here doing uh, owning their own businesses, doing their jobs, because teachers have such a vital role uh, in your life that they prepare you for those next steps. And We'd all so, be standing around looking at each other, trying to figure out what to do next. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. Exactly. So uh, they're just they're they're very very important. And so if we can find ways to show our appreciation and to keep them here with us, that's I'm all about it. Amen. I just. Uh, Thought maybe just before, since we, you, we it is September and we are, you do have all the way through to January before you guys start. Maybe get your crystal ball out and give us a couple of, of predictions about what you see as key issues coming up in January whenever you start back up. Absolutely, I think if you'll go back and look at the things that were discussed right. in the special session, you're going to see that as being the a lot of the driving force for the next part of the year uh, when we go back in in January. So. Um, you know, it's going to be really focused around public safety. There probably there will be some things that come with education yeah. uh, that we'll see, uh, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. One of the things that I want to hit on uh, in regards to what we'll see coming back in the future, but also was accomplished in the uh, special session, is funding for safety and security for our colleges and universities and okay. TCAS. Yeah. That was one of those things that we did through appropriations. We put thirty million in because we put all that money in for K through twelve. Right. 
uh, Randy Boyd came to you to go around the campus. I want you to come join me on a tour. So I meet up over there, and I mean, they were going through, and they were, you know, checking everything out and saying, you know, these are some of the security measures that we've implemented at our other campuses. These are what we're wanting to do here. It's going to cost X amount of dollars. And then he turned and looked at me and Joey Hensley, and he said, uh, I need you guys to get us some money to do this. So um, that worked out really well because... And I know they've, they've, they've started doing some of that, but, but, yes. they, but they're looking to get a more to get to is that right 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 so uh we put 30 million in that's going to go you know knoxville campus they may not need you know they may not have a lot of needs down here ut southern we do have a lot of needs for safety and security so as you giles county residents drive through the campus over the next few months you'll start to notice some changes Mm -hmm. um I'm understanding that there may be one of those uh, those flashing beacons, the blue beacons that has the emergency section. So if you yeah. are in need of immediate assistance, you can. I think there's, there's a phone some, there, a button there. You can. There's going to be some traffic measures too. I think it's going to yes. be coming. Uh, the city of Pulaski is going to work with them on mm-hmm. uh, where the students are crossing the street there on Madison Street. So right. There's there are some things coming. Like right. That. So there's some things in that, and then you know for the rest of session, you know, be looking for some education. Uh, that the measures that we'll have that will be brought back up for consideration and and uh, a lot of the public safety. Right, that's great. Thank you again. Thank you guys. We'll be right back right after this. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, R.A. Dickey. R.A., did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. <laughs> other guy Wham married the best-looking girl Bananarama, so other guy Wham had pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. Time now to take a look at sports. We've got Maurice Patton in Murray County, Wade Neely down in Pulaski, and we're going to start with Mo. Hi, <laughs> Hey, thanks, Chris. In this week's Main Street Murray, you know, still high school football season, and we got it covered. Um, big homecoming win from Columbia Academy this week. Also, big wins in region play for Summit in 6-6A and for Loretto in 5-2A. Struggles, tough loss at home for Independence in 6-6A against Ravenwood. We got coverage of that as well as Columbia Central's loss on the road at Tullahoma. Uh, Lawrence County winning at Spring Hill. And uh, who else? Summertown's tough come-from-ahead loss to Harpeth this week. So, again, high school football, it's all over the place in this week's Main Street Murray. Also, coverage of a big cross-county district volleyball match between Columbia Central and Spring Hill, and 
a junior college women's soccer game between Columbia State and Motlow State. Motlow was ranked number 20 in the country coming in, and Columbia State was receiving votes. So we got coverage of that in the print edition of Main Street Murray. Coming up for next week and online at MainStreetMurray.com, high school golf season is starting to wind down. We've got postseason action of all of our area teams and golfers. Also, we'll have coverage of Columbia Central and Spring Hill soccer. Those two played to a 2-2 draw couple of weeks ago, so this will be the rematch in this one, and we'll have that up on the website at MainStreetMurray.com, as well as an afternoon volleyball affair. Summertown is coming to Columbia Central later this week. They'll play an in-school match. It should be fun. Have some. Um, we'll probably have a picture page on that and some coverage on the website again. Week 7 of high school football, and can't go anywhere for high school football without checking out what Mostradamus has to say about this week's games. All that will be online at MainStreetMurray.com and in print in Main Street Murray, so be sure and check it out. Thanks, Mo. Now we'll send you down to Wade Neely in Pulaski with a report. That's right, another big week for us here in the southernmost portion of Main Street Media Land as Wade Neely here, sports editor of the Pulaski Citizen. Big edition of uh, the Citizen last week in terms of our sports coverage as we brought you wall-to-wall -wall coverage of big wins for both Giles County and Richland. The Bobcats are now 3-2, first time they're above 500 all season. 45-18, to they got the win versus Lincoln County. 18 to 14 is your final as the Richland Raiders go on the road and knock off Huntland. The Hornets winless coming into the season, but they proved to be a pesky foe for Richland as the Raiders had to rally back in the second half. We also had coverage of the Richland Lady Raiders soccer program as the Lady Raiders had rattled off three straight wins including a nice win versus Cornersville, a win versus Loretto, and then capped it with a win versus Marshall County. Got some artwork and got some notes on the Lady Raiders in that uh, last week's edition of The Citizen as we gear up for the home stretch. Speaking of the home stretch, as we glance ahead to next week's edition, the Giles County and Richland golf teams, holy smokes, folks, we have blinked and the season is now over as district and region play are now both underway. We should have coverage uh, from both of our programs there. We'll have that for you guys a little bit later this week uh, and in next week's edition, I should say, of The Citizen. Also, we'll have Giles County at Watertown Friday night. First ever meeting between the Bobcats and the Purple Tigers. Should be a fun one as Giles County finally plays its first region game of the season. And then we, of course, will have all the content you could ever want as Richland is set to host Collinwood. It'll be homecoming. It's the final home game of the regular season for the Raiders. And man, what a massive matchup it will be as Collinwood comes to town to take on the Richland Raiders. And as always, we will have words from our good friend Larry Woody. And we'll have a few other odds and ends sprinkled in. But if you miss any of our in-print copy from last week or next week, we encourage you to be sure and check us out online at the official home of the Pulaski Citizen on the web. It's www.pulaskicitizen.com. Wade Neely here, sports editor, signing out. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. More Mornings on Main Street coming up right after this. Stick around. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. 
The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at MidTennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. It's time now to take a look at the weather. This week's forecast is brought to you by Tennessee Valley Weather. From the Tennessee Valley Weather Center, this is your weather today. Good Wednesday morning to you. I'm Kelly Rawson here in the Tennessee Valley Weather Center with a check at your forecast. For the rest of this week, unfortunately today looking a little bit unsettled, showers and storms are possible. But for this morning, we will stay dry, but notice the showers and storms just to our north in Kentucky will continue to dive southeastward into our area, seeing some showers and storms pop up mainly after 12 p.m. in southern middle Tennessee. They will be spotty to scattered in nature, and we're not talking severe weather by any means, but we do have the chance for showers and storms this afternoon, eventually moving out by after 6 p.m., making way for a nice and pleasant evening here in Middle Tennessee with temperatures topping out in the upper 80s, eventually getting down into the 60s. And then for your Thursday morning, I'm not too convinced that we will actually see this thunderstorm complex. A lot of models showing this fizzling out, but we will keep an eye on trends for what we can expect Thursday, but we do have showers and storms in the forecast on Thursday. You can see that here in, on the seven-day forecast with a 40% chance both today as well as tomorrow, and then maybe just a shower or two lingering for Friday as this cold frontal system moves on out of here. But notice I said cold front. We're not going to get much colder after this front swoops through. It may feel a little bit nicer out there in terms of humidity, though, after Friday. This has been Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. We'll see you then.